And turn with me to the book of Ruth, chapter 1. Now, there's an incredible spirit of the Lord in here. And just because I start preaching doesn't mean you all have to get all quiet. So we can keep the hype high, huh? Amen. Amen, amen. Ruth, chapter 1 and verse 1. I'm going to read for just a little bit. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there, but Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and both Malon and Chilion died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people. And given them food. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest. Each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will not return. Excuse me, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return also after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Come on, I wish someone would get behind the word right now. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but death parts me from you. Amen. Let's pray right now. Jesus, we thank you for your word. I thank you for your hand on our hearts and our minds, God. Let us be open to receive what you have in store. Let your anointing be on my mind and my lips, God. Thank you for delivering to us your word, Jesus, at this most precious of time. God, we give you all the praise and all the thanks. And everybody said amen, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. So I, Vivian was, um, uh, Vivian just recently learned that, well, I guess it's been a few months, but she learned uh, this, this year, 2020, 
that red is most definitely stop and green most definitely means go. So I was on, we were in the car and it's just Vivian and I and she's sitting in her seat in the back and she's turned around now so she can see out the window, out the front windshield and I was making my way to Menards, I think it was, and I was, uh, I was in the, the I was going to go through an intersection and I was turning left and I was looking down at my phone, and from the back I hear a squeaky little voice, It's green! It's green! Go, 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 go! And I, I, I was kind of startled, so I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to put my phone down, get my foot on the gas, blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I had to pump the brakes real quick, because I realized that there was a car coming straight. And uh, I'm like, and the whole time, Vivian is just yelling, It's green! It's green! Go, 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 go! And I'm like... Vivian, it is green. It is green. See, this story's about you. Told you I was going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I had to explain to her, yes, it is green, but sometimes you have to wait just a little because there's oncoming traffic and we don't want to be pancakes. But that can be a little difficult uh, to explain because you've already laid down the l- rules uh, of the land uh, that green definitely means go at all costs. But we're, we're still working on it. But this morning, I want to talk to us about a, uh, something that occurred to me after she had been yelling at me like that, to go, 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 go. Green means go. I want to talk about when to stay and when to go. When to stay and when to go. And we see here in Ruth chapter 1, Naomi begins to try to convince her daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth, You need to return. I have nothing to offer you. I don't have any sons. I don't have a husband who can give me more sons. I'm sorry. You just need to go back to your people, back to your mother's house. And under the protection of your father, you need to go back there with your family who can provide for you. And you can take up your old ways. Take up the old gods that you used to worship. And we see... uh, They go back and forth for some time. And finally, Orpah is convinced. And she turns back. But it says that Ruth clung to her mother-in-law. And Ruth says to Naomi, don't try to convince me otherwise. My mind is made up. I am consecrated before God. And where you go, that's where I will go. And where you lodge, that's where I want to lodge. And I want your people to be my people. And I want your God to be my God. And where you die, I want to die. And when you die, I I want to be buried right there. My mind is made up. Come on now. I wish someone, I wish someone under the sound of my voice would get the spirit of Ruth and say, no matter what. Where you go, that's where I'm going to go, Lord. Where you lodge, that's where I'm going to lodge, Lord. Jesus. Amen. We've got to get some righteous indignation and make up our minds that we will not go back. Back to the places we used to live. Back to the things that we used to know. Back to the old gods. Back to the familiar ways. 
as we go throughout this walk with God, there are going to arise many opportunities. Many opportunities to return to the old ways. How many of us can look across this room, look around us, and we can think of one, two, three, four, five, ten people that used to sit in the pews next to us, and we pray for them diligently and constantly, but at some point in time, the opportunity presented itself to go back to the old ways, and back to the old gods, and back to the things that were familiar, and back to the things that they knew, that we all once knew. We need to get the spirit of Ruth and we need to say no matter what, I'm going where you go. I'm lodging where you lodge. My people are going to be your people. God will offer you an opportunity. God will offer you an opportunity. He wants to test you. Wants to see, do you really love me? Or when given the opportunity to turn to the old ways, will you immediately go back? Or after a short fight, will you go back testing the spirit? Do you really love me or will you go back to the old ways? And you see, there is a possibility There is a possibility that one day you may go back to Moab. There's a possibility like Moses, you may go back to Egypt. You may eventually one day, but the Lord won't present you with the opportunity to go back to the old gods. When it's time to go back to Moab, when it's time to go back to Egypt, when it's time to go back to the place that you used to call home, he'll send you with a mission. He'll send you with an objective, and you'll show up in Moab, you'll show up in Egypt, and you'll say, let my people go. But until then, until then, you need to go where the Lord goes. And when he sends you there, he'll go with you. He'll put a message on your lips. But until then, we need to get the spirit of Ruth. This is so pertinent in these times. It's so easy to fall away. There's so much going on and, you know, we're having to have online services and it's, it's easy to drift. It's easy to drift away. And there's so many things going on, so much confusion. We heard just this morning, Brother Ham having a dream and the only way you can describe it. There's so many things that are going on right now that the only way we can describe it, the only way we know how to articulate it is just wait and just pray. Watch and pray. Amen. Do not think that we are not in the midst of a trial of the whole body. There's personal trials. And then there's things that come against the church as a whole. And we need to bind together. Lock arms. Anytime God brings persecution against the entire church, it's because he is trying to grow the church. 
He's trying to beat us into a new form. He's saying, you've grown complacent and you've grown comfortable. But now it's time for me to move you and to shake you and to stir you. We see this in the book of Acts. The church thought they were going to get comfy and they were all going to just chill in Jerusalem and give each other each other's money and sing Kumbaya. And the Lord says, that's great. But guess what? I'm bringing persecution because this word is for the entire world. And in these times of trying, we need to get a Ruth spirit. Not just one of us, not just two of us, all of us. We need to get a Ruth spirit. And we need to say, Lord, where you go, that's where we're going. And where you're lodging, come on, I can say this a million times and it's still relevant. Where you lodge, I'm lodging. Your people, those are my people. And you are my God. And when you die, that's where I want to die. Second Kings. Chapter 2. When to stay and when to go. When to stay and when to go. Second Kings chapter 2. Amen, amen, amen. If he's good, will you say Amen. If he's been really good, will you say amen? Amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 1. This is just a little more reading. Now when the Lord, but that's all right. Some of y'all hadn't got your Bible reading in this week, so we're going to get it right now. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, please stay here. Please stay here. For the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. And Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel and the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he said, yes, I know. Keep quiet. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Skip down to verse 9. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into the heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen, and he saw him no more. 
Elijah says to Elisha, the Lord has called me to Bethel. That's 17 miles from Gilgal. 17 miles. Why don't you just stay here? Make yourself comfortable. Elisha, why don't you just stay here? The Lord has called me from Bethel to Jericho. That's 15 miles. Why don't you just stay here and make yourself comfortable? Elisha, stay here. The Lord has called me to the Jordan. That's another four miles. Sometimes in your walk with God, you're going to want to just sit down and chill. We heard a little bit about Elisha, not much. We heard his call, and then we haven't heard anything from him. It's been eight years. Eight years, Elisha has been Elijah's running boy. He's been washing his laundry, making his tent, throwing out the pea pot, making him coffee in the morning, doing all the dirty work no one else wanted to do. There he is. He could really use a break. Eight years of this, and now he's walking almost 40 miles in one day. He could really use a break. There's going to come times in our walk with God when we've been at it for a while, and we could really use a break. It would be really nice when the Lord offered the opportunity why don't you just stay here? Please, just stay here. That you could kick back on the easy chair. Yeah, you go on, Elijah. You're right. This would be good for me. Just a little break. I'll just nap here a while. That would be all too convenient. Sometimes in your walk with God, you're going to feel like you're walking in circles. If you ever look at the map, if you ever look at this map, the map of Israel, in antiquity, where they walked from Gilgal to Bethel, it's back towards the sea. And when they walked from Bethel to Jericho, it's back towards the Jordan. And then even farther, all the way to the Jordan, almost a perfect circle, 40 miles. You're going to feel like you're just going in circles. God, uh, am I really on to something here still? Am I really hearing your voice? Because I'm getting pretty wore out of this, God. It's been eight years doing this, Lord. Forty miles in one day. Come on, let's be honest. When was the last time most of us walked a mile in one day? Awkward chuckles, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? When Elijah first tossed his mantle on Elisha, Elisha had dreams. Man, this is the mantle of Elijah. You know, all the boys in the hood were like, man, how did he get selected? How did he get selected? Man, I would have loved that job. And he's, you know, he's walking through town. He's got the mantle of, of Elijah on him. Eight years later, he's like, man, I got the mantle of Elijah on me. Yeah. He had a dream, you know. And walking 40 miles through the Jewish countryside didn't look anything like that dream. 
when he first got enlisted. Eight years of the dirty work didn't look anything like the dream when he first got enlisted. But somewhere along the line, Elisha made up his mind and he said, No, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, no matter how low my position may seem, no matter how much of a drudgery it may seem, no matter how long I've been doing this, and it seems like we're still just going in circles. I've got a made-up mind. I've got a made-up mind that as you live, I will not leave you. As you live, I will not leave you. And we know if we don't leave him, he certainly can't leave us. His own word says, I'll never leave you, and I'll never forsake you. If you know he's good, will you just lift your hands and worship him? But Elisha has a made up mind. And he says, I can't stay here because I won't leave you. If you feel the Lord is growing distant from you. You need to slap them running shoes on and get caught up. You need to make up in your mind, just like Ruth and just like Elisha. Lord, I will not leave you. I'm going to cling to you. Where you go, that's where I'm going to go. If you're alive, that's right where I'm going to be. We see a very interesting uh, usage of words here. We notice that at some points... Ruth says in Ruth chapter 1 that where the Lord stays, that's where she stays. Or where the Lord lodges, or excuse me, where uh, Naomi lodges, that's where she's going to lodge. And, and then we see here in 2 Kings chapter 2 that Elijah asked Elisha to stay here. The interesting difference between the words lodge and stay in the Hebrew are pretty interesting to lodge was just to stay someplace for a night. Maybe a couple nights at most. You were just going to lodge there for the evening. Rest, recuperate, and make your way the next morning. But to stay, the word that Elisha receives from Elijah, that word stay, literally means to settle. To settle. Settle down. Grow roots. Stay indefinitely. God is going to put us through some things that will last maybe a night. And we may have to lodge through them. But if the opportunity arises for you to settle. Settle for less. As you can see him departing. That's not the time to stay. That's the time to go. You, nettle, you don't settle for less in the kingdom. You always settle for more. Because God always has greater things in store for you than you could ever imagine. But if you feel yourself settling down and you can feel the presence of the Lord departing from you, I want you to know that's not the time to stay. That's the time to go. You may have to 
battle through some nights. You might have to lodge a place for a couple nights. You might have to fight a certain fight for a season. It might feel like you're going in circles. But we're only lodging. We're not settling. This world is not my home. I'm only lodging. I'm not settling. I wish somebody would get excited about that. We're in this for a reason. One day Jesus Christ is coming back for a church that has made themselves ready. And I will be on board that train to the new kingdom, to the new Jerusalem. I'm not settling. I'm just lodging here. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 32. Genesis, excuse me, Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. I'm breaking all the rules of eye contact while I read and I apologize. I forgot to bring my big print Bible. The same night he rose and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me Go, for the day has broken. There's some fights you're going to have to fight for at night. They're going to be the craziest fight that you've ever been in. Bar none. The Lord, the angel of the Lord, could have made a pretzel out of him. Instead, it wanted to strive with him all night. The Lord can kill you as quick as breathing, but instead he just put his hip out of socket. And as the day breaks, and the angel of the Lord says, okay, there's things you got to go take care of today. I'm going to yield to you the victory because you have strived with me all night. But you've got to go, and I've got to go, so release me. Are you starting to see a trend? If you want something from the Lord, if you want to make it, you've got to make up in your mind. Even when you can see the victory, the Lord has just yielded the victory to him. The day is breaking. You have other things to do. No. I won't release you until you bless me. I cannot release you until you bless me. Sometimes all we want to hear in our walk with God are, Okay, Jacob, you've done a good job. You fought with me all night. 
You have persevered. The victory is yours. Sit back and relax. You've been in the faith for a long time, Jacob. You fought real hard. You fought good. Go ahead and relax. Just let me go. Ruth, it's okay. I give you my blessing. You can go back home. Go for it. Go back to your old gods. Go back to the familiar ways. Go back to your family. Go back to everything that you once knew. I, I won't be able to provide for you. Just go back. I give you my blessing. Elisha, please stay here. Please stay here. You've been a faithful servant these eight years. You've taken good care of me. There's no need for you to walk. The Lord has just called me. He's just called me to walk this circle around Israel. There's, there's absolutely no need for you to go. You've done good. Just stay here and relax. Just go and settle right where you're at. You'll still be respected among Israel. You're next in line to be the prophet. You'll be a good one. You know, you can still fulfill a, a calling of God and, and miss out on all the blessings that he actually had in store for you. You could still be God's next man and not follow him just the last little bit of the way. The journey kept getting shorter every time. 17 miles, 15 miles, only four miles on this last leg. You can decide to settle right where you're at and still fulfill God's calling and But if you'll carry on just a little while longer, if you'll make up in your mind, if you'll get a Ruth spirit, if you'll get an Elisha spirit, if you'll get a Jacob spirit, and you'll say, I will not leave you. I will not stay here if you're going. I will not release you, even if you say I've won, until you bless me. We've all got the victory in here. Jesus Christ died for you and for I. There might be some under the sound of my voice that have not been, yet been filled with his spirit. And I encourage you, this morning is your morning. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, this morning is your morning. If you've never been filled with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues, this morning is your morning. This is your morning. God has more in store for you. You're here for a purpose. But for those of us that already have the victory, I want you to know that you can have the victory and you can still settle. You can have the victory. Jacob had the victory. The Lord says, I yield to you. You fought with me all night. The sun is rising. Just let me go. You've got the dub. You're the big man. Take home the trophy and the belt. You can have the victory and sell yourself short.
You never settle for less in the kingdom. You always settle for more. we got to make up in our minds. Yes, we have the victory, but I'm not settling right here. This place is not my home. I'm just lodging, and I'm going to get a blessing or two along the way. I'm going to see you when you go. That mantle is mine. That blessing is mine. There's a victorious people in front of me. A victorious people. But we have to make up our minds. We're not going to settle. We're clinging on to the very end. Where you go, that's where I'm going to go. Where you lodge, that's where I'm going to lodge. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and worship him, mighty God. As our music begins to play, I want you all to stand with me. We're going to make an altar call. If you'd like to come to the altar, please do so. Just follow our guidelines of social distancing. But we want you in these altars. But there's some folks in here that know exactly what I'm talking about. God's trying to speak to your heart right now. I do have the victory. I've walked with you, Lord. I've served you, Lord. I've been faithful. But God wants more than just your faithfulness. He wants more than just your... He gave us a free will because he wanted to strive with us through the night. He wanted us to say, no, Lord, even when you ask me to stay here, I'm going with you. He wanted us to make up in our own hearts and in our own minds that against all odds and no matter what and who's asking, I'm going with you. And I know there's some victorious people in here, but we need to proclaim right now, the victory is not enough. I'm going with you. There is a blessing for me. As you begin to pray, I want you to speak that over your own heart, over your own mind. Say, God, where you go, that's where I'm going. I'm not just settling. I'm settling for more. There's more than just victory. There is blessings aplenty. Come on, that's all right. That's all right. Lift your voices and pray. We're a victorious people. We're a victorious people. But as the day is breaking, I refuse to just settle for just the victory. I want more. I want more. Where you go, I will go. I've made up my mind that if you stay, I'll stay. And if you go, I'll go.